Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Streamed, a podcast that explores and analyzes prestigious and popular streaming series or streaming series that are related to movies. Yeah. I am yes. your host, Jonathan Cologne. Hi, Jonathan. And I'm Hi, Jonathan. joined, as always, by my co-host, Jennifer Branch. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here today. And Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. Thank you both for joining me as we continue <laughs> to work our way through the streaming series from Amazon Prime known as A League of Their Own. Yes. yes. We are over the hump. We're more than midway through this. Yes. Yes. Much yes. like the gum disease known as gingivitis, this is the TV <laughs> show that is known as A League of Their Own. And we are here to talk about uh, episode number five, yeah. Back-Footed. Yeah. back yeah, I Makes mean, me f- there's so picture much... someone's foot on backwards. There, there was actually okay. quite a bit going on in this one. Yeah, so, we're gonna yeah. give a, a brief plot description. Let's start as we always do with Clance. <laughs> Of course. Oh, sure. Who is the main character of the show? She doesn't get a whole lot of screen time, but you know, she she gets to talk about her husband being away at war. She's and, got a job in the factory now. Yeah, yeah, she's got a job in the factory. She's working on a she's sending him like a little comic that she created. They steal lunches from they other steal people. Lunches from people I guess. And uh she ends the episode kind of she she admits that she's having a hard time and, yeah. and yeah. Max is staying with her because she puts herself out of her parents' house. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what's going on with Clance. And now, should we talk about the baseball team that's in the show? <laughs> oh, yeah. The no, no. I don't think we're there yet, no, Jonathan. Well, we no, have to find out. We have to talk, oh, we have to talk about, about Max and, and, you and know, Max's trans, mom's sister and, her transgender and Max's mom's sister's partner. Trans her yes. brother. Yes. Her mother's sibling yes. is a trans man. It and is... Is, was Which that is, accurate? What, yes. I didn't. I didn't. And that's I actually googled it. That is what invert means. It's not like oh. lesbian. It's it's a trans person. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. I've never heard that term. Have you? Yeah. No. I don't think it's used uh, oh, in the past five hundred years got or got when it. since this show has taken place. Which is you know every time and everywhere. Oh yeah. I assumed they just meant like gay, but yeah. Okay, no. That that's what I had assumed too. It turns but no. out, yeah. It turns out that the mother's sibling is a trans man and her uncle birdie has a wife partner we don't know who also works at the factory and they meet the wife or girlfriend or whatever she is first First. which was super awkward like as if she she was like about to tell them what to do like she was their boss and max is like i'm the shift lead who are you like every other interaction in this show it was incredibly poorly scripted yes (laughs) It was mm-hmm. like, once again, there should be a person sitting in the corner of the screen that says, this is an important person. You might as well, because the way it was written was so heavy handed and just She's like, not dressed so to awkward. work at the yeah. factory. Why is she there? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, and Maxine and Clance were there to do some uh, comedy, something supposed to be funny with the way that they were acting, because they're pretending to be fine, but they're not fine. Yeah, Yeah. they're fine. Yeah, so anyway, Maxine finds some old letters in her mother's family Bible. She finds the address of Bertie. She goes to Bertie's house and, of course, surprised to find that Bertie is living as a man. Then she runs away, goes back to her mother, has her mother do her hair, and it's sort of like a reconciliation 
communication of sorts with them, even though she doesn't move back into the house. And she offers to come and work on Saturdays because she has Saturdays off. So she's going to come back and do one day a week at the salon. But she and doesn't then, move back in, right? She no, she doesn't move back in. She stays with Clance. Yeah. Then but for then she, no reason. Well, first she does a bunch of pitching practice with Carson and they have some interesting interactions where they both sort of admit to each other that they're lesbians or that they're interested in women because Carson says she still loves her husband. And then she goes back to Bertie's house and is well, getting a haircut. Well, because the first time she went to Bertie's house, oh. they're like, oh yeah, stay for dinner and she runs away. Right. So she doesn't actually stay and then this time she's like, oh, can I stay for dinner or whatever? And then she gets, we get to see two different scenes of Max getting her hair done. In one episode. <laughs> yes. And we so uh, we sort of glanced over the fact that after she left her mom's hair salon, she went to have sex with uh, the guy who's oh, not named yeah, Gary. Yeah. Gary. Gary. Yeah, she yeah. did. And she wasn't feeling it. It wasn't great. Yeah. She For does. no reason, because like apparently she was just I mean, upset I, again. I guess. The, I guess she was trying to reject like, force something, like trying to like the let me just try this within. and like make sure that I'm not straight. Yeah, she, Maybe she very obviously yes. was. She's trying to conform. the The whole episode, yeah. Max is trying to give up on her dreams of doing baseball and try living a different life. So she tries it with Gary. It turns out that she doesn't like it yeah. at all. Right. And she, she has a conversation with Carson, which is basically like, "How can you even have sex with your husband? Like, how can you even stand it?" Yeah. yeah, And Carson's like, oh, it's not that bad. And like, you know, sometimes it's nice. And so clearly Maxine is discovering that she is yes. on like the full lesbian side of the spectrum. Whereas yeah. Carson is supposedly, I guess, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because she says she both loves her husband and loves Greta, which is like. Or uh, I mean, I kind yeah. of feel like her love for her husband, we're supposed to determine is a sort of friendship, companionship kind of love. And she like does stuff with him just because, yeah, she's, know. you know, she cares about him in that way but i don't think she's actually like attracted to her husband i, think I, that's I feel like with greta it's purely physical because right. they have no yeah. emotional connection but no. they try to really jonathan greta's in love no oh, she's okay. not you can't you can't tell by the way she behaves at all but <laughs> the writers told her that she's in love and so she is in love oh, now God. no she's not it's ridiculous no they greta doesn't even want carson to talk to her it's yeah just, it's just treats her so it's very rudely. on the surface which their i mean relationship. i yeah. get why she treats her rudely because joe carson and sucks. joe and greta keep having these heart to hearts about joe keeps telling her basically stop what you're doing like you're messing with her or something and then Joe keeps calling Greta Bird, which really threw me off because yeah. I was like, we already have Birdie. Do we need Bird too? Why are you calling her Bird? She suddenly has uh, that Like if I wasn't watching the closed caption, I didn't, I wouldn't know like that's what she was saying. I was like, wait, what? Why are you calling her Bird? That's just, we didn't need that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We don't need <laughs> nicknames. We don't need more nicknames when we don't know anybody's actual name in uh, the show. Facts. Yeah. So yeah. back on the peaches. Anyway. Yeah. So Jennifer, t- <laughs> tell us about the peaches. I, so I'm back tired on of the describing peaches. the plot. You, you take the right. <laughs> Jonathan's mad at me, I think. All right, back on the peaches. Carson is now the manager because apparently that's the thing you can do is just assign one of the players to be the manager while they're still playing in the game, which sure. makes no sense and probably is not within the rules of this league. I'm not sure, but it doesn't sound right. Well, Nothing uh, means anything. We know from experience that only Lupe has read the rule book. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I guess she doesn't feel like making that an issue because even the the managers and the chaperones have not read the rule book. So, right. you know, yeah. so Lupe 
I honestly, she's really the only one I sort of like on the peaches because at least she seems to care and have feelings about baseball. And she actually looks like a baseball player and acts like a baseball player. And meanwhile, the chaperone is on her case and saying like she started the fight, which she's claiming that Carson started the fight. So it's this whole thing. And then Jess, is that the blonde shortstop? I have no no idea. idea Anyway, she's fake Marilyn Monroe. No, No, not that one. She's talking about the um, the bug-eyed one. Yeah, the one one that's Greta's roommate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about her. Well, she she approaches Lupe, and that's what Lupe and she's like, "Hey, well, she." I do feel like she does care about the game because she was like, "Lupe, why are you acting like this? Like, don't you want to win?" And Lupe's like, "You know, this is set up against me, obviously, because she's Hispanic." So there's that. That's going on. Anything else with the? Well, the important thing to know about the peaches is that every single one of them is a victim. Yes, (sighs) yes, indeed. And yeah. no one is really interested in winning the game. Everyone's interested in either promoting themselves or, I don't know, proving something to someone else. Yeah. But no no one is like, okay, here's my problem. When Dove was their manager, they complained that they didn't practice enough. So in order for them to win their first game, they had to go behind his back and practice. Right. But now they're acting like they can't win without him. Right. So which yeah. is it? They, could, they never won when he was their manager until no. they took the team into their own hands. But now that he's... He's gone. It's like, oh, we, we're directionless. We have no, like he was some great leader. Right. When we all know he only cared about Lupe the whole time. Yeah. Right. And now they have free reign, which is what they wanted. And yep. they don't know what to do with it. And Carson just tries to take charge and everybody just like, doesn't listen to her because why would they? And it's it's just a big old mess. I, yeah. I don't, this team and then is falling apart. And then she if begins, it was ever together to begin with, she tries to take charge of the team, and they're making fun of her. And then she begins very fake crying, the most fake oh, crying no, ever. Oh no! Don't! Oh my! God. We have to bring it. We have to bring oh, it up. God. She no. cries the most mm. fake cry ever. It's so fake. And then they say the line. She's, and here's the thing. She's doing that thing she always does where she just crosses her arms and puts her head down. Yeah. yeah. Which she's always <laughs> like that. I don't right. know why they they said, oh, well, the writers decided, okay, we have to make this a, a bigger deal than when she does this every other five seconds in the show. Yeah. But yeah, what's her face? The bug-eyed chick is like, are you crying? And then Lupe, is it Lupe that says there's no crying Lupe in baseball? Lupe says, are you crying? And then Jess says, there's, there's no, no crying, crying in, in baseball. baseball. And, and that was the moment. And that's when I throw my TV out the window. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's when I set my TV on fire and drive by Amazon Prime headquarters and yeah. throw it at their front door. How very dare they? How could how could they deign to do that? How are you going to take Tom Hanks's iconic line and put it in the mouth of this girl whose name we aren't even sure of? <laughs> Because you have spent zero time up until this point giving her any sort of character development or motivation other than the fact that she just looks angry all the time. She's basically the Letty of Fast and the Furious of this franchise. Her job is to just stand around and look angry all the time. And you gave her the there's no crying in baseball line? iconic line in not only A League of Their Own, but like most sports movies ever. And like everything else this show has done, instead of making it about one of the other players like the movie did because that line was said to Evelyn 
Yes. It has to be said to Carson because Carson is the most important human being in this universe, except for Clance. Oh my God. Evelyn's cry. Like, I, I mean, how dare Carson even desecrate Evelyn's performance? That's, uh, I mean, even that. I'm like, you are no Evelyn. Those were real ma'am. tears. <laughs> she was really crying. Yeah. And, and you can tell she and was like upset. The second time, you know, in the final game when, when he wants to yell at her because she did the same thing again and is trying not to, you can tell she's about to start crying if he says anything bad to her she's just gonna burst into tears this was so pathetic i i cannot accurately describe to you how angry it made me that this fake little they must have run up in between shots and squirted some saline or saline oh, solution God. or something that, on her cheeks. I didn't even see her cheeks because they were the wet. fakest looking I, yeah, tears I've ever seen. Yeah, I didn't really see any tears. And she but... said, "There's no crying in baseball." Oh my gosh, there's no there's... crying in baseball. Well, this is the first episode that we haven't all watched together. I watched this separately from you yeah. guys, and when that line came on, I was like, "Oh, Jonathan is going to lose <laughs> his ever loving mind." I cannot even fathom how. Uh, I, I did. Be. I did. This was this was by far the most egregious offense this show has done. And let it me take you through a couple of the ones. The first of all, the concierge guy saying, "Well, I'm certainly not interested in women." Nick Offerman saying, "I'm a great manager." Oh God! Yeah, and this like that is like. Nine thousand times worse. It's so. Bad. It, it was. It was uh, horrifying. And nothing against this actress. It's no. like she's doing a good job with what she's given. But how are you going to give this to a, a character we don't even know her name? A no name. Yeah. A no yeah. name character whose and only the, and job the is scene to look wasn't angry. like built up at all. No. It wasn't like it, there was no. It was the same stuff that happens with Carson all the time. It wasn't anything yeah. different or anything that was like this is an important moment and you could tell it was built up to something it wasn't even a game no. it was just a practice oh, oh and God. then when she kept saying we're gonna have a catch like and so she's trying to do this like managerial style a la the only thing i could think of was emilio estevez and mighty ducks where he's like we're gonna make it fun and have a fun practice which worked in that movie because they were children this is grown well, women who are being paid to be here yeah yes. well it also what are you doing it also maybe ha- would have worked if it had amounted to anything rather than them just dropping it after a while like they do with everything else in this show. Uh, right. Where yeah. they just set something up and they're just like, this is the thing now. And then they just forget about the whole thing. Like, there's, why does nothing matter in this show? Why there, is it that there's nothing that matters in this show? There's no progression. Like, no. it's we're, we're, we're having the same issues episode after episode after episode just with regards to their skill level. And the quality of their play as baseball players. Yeah. Why are they not getting... They're telling us they're getting better, but they're actually not getting any better. Yeah. No. They're well, no more organized. They're no more no more skilled than they were before. And they somehow beat the Blue Sox and they make a big deal about how, oh, we've just beat the best team when, of course, there's only four teams. Right. And Racine is supposed to be the best team. We all know that because that's yeah. what happened in real life. But we are, we are just watching these same conversations. Oh my God. How many conversations over over between over Greta and, and Carl? Do we have to sit through this time? I feel like it was oh at least God. six. I think uh, so. About like, is this real? Are we together? I want to be with you. I don't want to be with you. But you have to, you know, know that I'm the boss of the team. And the, ugh, the worst. The worst. Just why? Horrible. I just every time they're together, I was like, why does either of you like the other one? N- neither of them are. It's only because it's shown. in the script. Because oh. again, there is no chemistry between those two no. characters. No. It's as romantic as if you were watching two sisters kiss. Right. Like it's there's nothing, nothing between them. Yeah. Like and they're just telling us, oh, 
And here's the best part. When she said to Greta, oh, it's like you're a different person every time we talk. I'm like, yeah, because she's a different person in every single scene well, she's in. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that was, who was that? That was Joe talking to Greta? Or? No, that was Carson talking to Greta. No, I thought it was you're a different person now because you're in love, that conversation. No, it was when they were fighting in the car and she's like, Carson wants to talk about the game and Greta's like, oh. I don't want to hear your problems. And she's like, it's like you're a different person than you were when we were on the road. She's a different person and I'm like, every she's single scene. She's always a different person. She's yeah. never the same person in every single scene. There right. is no consistency in her character, her writing or her portrayal at all, other than she always looks like she's like the Russian <laughs> Russian spy <laughs> that's spying on the team and has some sort of ulterior motive for being there. There is nothing consistent about her character. I would like to see that show more than the show that we're seeing. Just like Russian, she's undercover. Russian spy yeah. in the... Ba- I mean, it would make no sense for World War II, but Russian spy on the baseball team. Yeah, why not? I mean, the Russians were spying on us back then. Uh, Sure, why not? Yeah. It it turns out that she's one of the Black Widows from the 40s, and and suddenly that would make more sense. What if this was a surprise Marvel joint? Again, it would make more sense (laughs) than what they're getting us. It would make more sense. Yeah. Then, oh, I was 17, and her parents put her away, and so that's why I'm like, oh, my God. No. Did they not? Clearly, they didn't tell her that before she filmed the episodes that were prior to this. Yeah. Because she has not been playing it that way at all. No. No. You, she doesn't feel that pain. I, I really feel like it's funny because last time we talked, you said that because it's, it all came out at once, you would think that there's like an overarching thing and like they didn't have time to like change plot lines like they would in, if it was a regular show and they were getting feedback and they're like, this is not working. We're going to switch gears. But it seems like they've done that anyway. Yeah, they do it every having, episode. Even without having, you know, feedback from audience or it taking a long time. I mean, I feel like episode one, Greta, she just seemed like she was having ulterior motives and just trying to prove a point. Yeah. And then now right. she's like supposedly in love with Carson. And Ugh. why? Why would she be? Why would anyone? Why would anybody? Why does her be husband even love, love her? I don't know. Because he's secretly gay and so it's they're both. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all I can fear because there was something weird about that phone call. Yeah, but maybe and I don't know just, what we were supposed to infer But who from knows it. who knows what this show? Maybe the phone call was just weird because they were like, This is a weird phone call. I guess. We're writing it this as a weird <laughs> well, phone because call. Because these people don't know how to write realistic or time period appropriate or even just generally decent dialogue every conversation is weird and forced yeah and i have to say having maxine cross over into the peaches storyline this week made maxine worse like yeah her story with clance and with gary and guy and her mom and all that their performances are excellent and i do feel like that dialogue with the exception of the egg scene from last episode which was that the last episode i think it was two episodes ago anyway the egg scene was ridiculous yeah. and had no point and there was no reason to include it. <laughs> right. But even still, the performances and the dialogue are generally better than the Peaches stuff. Yeah. Yes. This would almost be a better show if they dropped the Rockford Peaches, the, the league storyline entirely and it was just about Ma- Maxine. Yeah. Maxine's finding, journey is interesting. Finding a league of her own. Yeah. yeah. And, and she, have that be the show. That's if you're what going, I thought. Maybe... Go ahead. Sorry. If, yeah. If you're not going to do like a reproduction of the movie in any way, if you want to steer away from the same storyline, just do that and call it a league of her own and make that. Yeah. Like have her start her own team with these new women that are working at the factory. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that could would be, be a good show. A totally her own thing. And it could still be a league of their own because it's still 
a league, like you yeah. said, like a league of her own. Like she's she's creating her own thing. There we but go. She's not You're doing welcome, that. Amazon Prime. Uh, we just wrote you a better series. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, boy. It's, and who knows? That may happen because who knows with this show? Yeah, we really, we really, we don't. I feel know like that's too good for what this show. Good. Oh, it is. It definitely is. We're just grasping at straws at this point because we want anything to be good at this uh, point. Okay, so, and the other thing I wanted to bring up is we ended the last episode on what this show thinks as a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. which is Maxine yeah. shows up at the stadium after the game and she sort of implies that she's going to blackmail Carson right. because she's like, oh, I saw what you did and it's still fresh in my mind, whatever. Of course, that turns out to be like a big nothing. Yeah, of course. All does. she wants is for to pl- Carson to have a cat, to have another to have game a cat. Of in pitch black darkness right yeah. again we're another night scene where there's no lights i don't know why they keep doing that other than it's probably cheaper than shooting in the day because you don't have to like dress yeah. the location to be period appropriate or whatever you can just be anywhere and just yeah. be in the dark electricity is cheaper during and, the night uh, too that might be it so it, she makes it into it turns out to be nothing the, yeah. the whole the whole blackmail thing she's like keep your money uh, you know all i want is to which carson would have done without her doing this fake blackmail thing right like if she was just like hey can i just pitch you i'm sure carson would have said yes and maxine had no reason to think that she wouldn't you know because like the few interactions she's had with her carson's been nice to her i guess you know like she could have just been like hey i want to pitch you like let me know what you think like when they were in this when they were in the white supermarket carson was the one that said no she was here first right so she's clearly not like a racist Right. Yeah. You know, she's not going to be like, no, or I Or at least wanna... not overtly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, because I mean, she wasn't that like forceful about it. She was like, no, no. Yeah, no well, I mean, well, is she it almost forceful like... about anything? No. Yeah. And yeah, but like, if you're going to do this blackmail thing, like, have some stakes to that. Yeah. That I mean, that could be interesting, especially since like there is that whole thing where Carson does see the newspaper article or whatever it was about the two women getting arrested. And then she's worried she's going to get turned in. And then Carson says, like, no, Joe was hooking up with the coach that's why the coach left that was a whole other scene we didn't need but it did i guess it's trying to show that she is scared that this is a real possibility that she could get in trouble so yeah have her blackmail her then do something like uh, no no because that would be instead all she wants to do is like play catch be too interesting yeah yeah and uh can't be too interesting on (laughs) no and was there was there anything else that like we really Um, what else happened i feel like so much happened in this but nothing happened you know it's her thing when she goes to see birdie and birdie's says like oh your mom and i learned to cut hair together and then there's like do we see the haircut i don't even remember i think i tuned out at that point do we get to see her with a short haircut no they don't show it the oh you know what else was when the mom was cutting her hair or I don't even think she was cutting it, just styling, styling it. it. They kept like zooming in on the hot comb thing, yeah. like as if that yeah. was going to be important. Like, oh my God, I was like, is she going to burn her hair? Is something going to happen No, they're here? just like, look no. at this. This is no. old timing. Right. Yeah. And I think they're, they're trying to very obliquely symbolize through the hot comb that the mother is trying to make her into something that she isn't naturally. Okay. She's going to straighten her hair. She's, she's still, even though she says she loves her and she likes her and all that, she's still trying to Fix make her, her into something that yeah. she isn't, that, okay. she, that is, doesn't come naturally. To yeah. Her. Got it. I don't know. I, okay so Whatever. i don't know i don't know why we needed that scene if she was going to turn around and just go get her haircut again later like it's it seems kind of disrespectful to the mother 
to be quite honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess she was trying, but yeah, I guess that was it. I, yeah. Yeah, more I'm, nonsense at the factory. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go watch episode six now, and then we're going to do another recap. So Yay. we're going to bid farewell to Backfooted. <laughs> yes. May we never hear the no crying in baseball line again in this show. Because if we do, I really hope God willing, I will have to buy a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody comes I will throw my shoe and at my tries, okay. to, throw a tries to do John Lovett's TVs. lines, I will lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Can, can you, you imagine? imagine? Okay. So that's going to be it for this recap. We look forward to sharing our thoughts and feelings more with you on the next episode. But I'm going to pass it off to Jennifer to say goodbye. All right. Thank you, everybody. That is our show. On behalf of my co host and myself, I want to thank our listeners for joining us each week, for liking, subscribing, downloading, and leaving five star reviews. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at what do you mean you've never seen at gmail.com or check the description of this episode for links to our social media. We love engaging with our fans, so please send us an email, DM, or tweet. Goodbye, Jonathan and Max. Bye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. And good luck. There's no crying in baseball. Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Cologne, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies!